Welcome back to a brand new episode of Full Metal RPG, episode 73. I'm Adam Sink. With me, as always, is the mysterious, the elusive, Richard. What's up, Richard? Not much, um, just reading who? <laughs> who again? Oh, I'm who sorry. Again? I guess I guess this is now a thing since I got the Instagram. It's fucking, so it's, a, it's fucking RBK. <laughs> we gotta RB, do the Richie RB, Buzzkill. Richie Buzzkill. yo. Richie Buzzkill. Richie Buzzkill. No, I I would never do that. No, you should always do that. You should <laughs> no, never not do that. I would that. hurt myself. I think I, I hurt myself <laughs> with saying that. So. <laughs> no, uh, never mind. It's going to hurt ahead. me if you don't say it. Amen. Oh, Amen, okay. brother. How you doing, Brendan? I'm well, Richie. How you doing? How you doing, bud? <laughs> that's the other member of our doing? crew, Brendan Carrion. Yeah, that's by way me. Of introduction. That's me. That's still me. That's still me, guys. I'm still here. Still on this podcast. What up, players? All right. How's everybody out there in the world? You doing all right? Everybody doing great? <laughs> oh, God. Are you okay, Adam? <laughs> I Adam, am okay. Adam, are you okay? No. I, 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 I'm not okay. Oh, man, bro. Did you feel bad? Did you fix Dude. your garage? Oh, no. Fuck that. <laughs> Vetoed. Right. Moving on. X card. It's X card. It's a role playing podcast. X carding the shit out of that. X-card Moving that. on to role playing, which is what this podcast right. is about. Not Adam's garage. What's everybody been up to? What has everybody been up to in the role playing world? Oh, maybe, wow. maybe I should have led with that. Yeah, hey, you. You know, um, being as this is a podcast about role-playing, you know, role-playing subjects are never off-limits at Full Metal RPG. Just throwing that out there. Hot takes. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So what have people been running and or playing? Let's start with Brendan. Oh, you know, uh, thanks for for asking, Adam. So we did a... Free RPG Day, right? I we think, did do I think, Free RPG Day we, I, and Phoenix Fan Fusion, which we neglected to talk about last time. Right. Well, yes, that is true. That is true. Um, yeah, because you were all like, "Oh, I didn't do anything," and I was, and I was like, "Well, you know, here's some here's some little uh, nuggets. You can just add color commentary to what I've been doing." But then it's like you did do something, I and did, I could and have added color commentary to what you and did. I and forgot I did all about it. Too. Yes, you oh, were. We were all there. Stop and look at Richard. He did something too. <laughs> we were all no, there. We were in the same thing. We were <laughs> all there. and We know, all forgot about it. I'm fucking kidding. We all blacked I don't know why it out of our minds. Are so fucking low, dude. It's I don't like, know. It's like you were coming in hot before, and now you're all like super low. Trying it's to weird. I guess you gotta yeah. just guess you gotta talk into the, the microphone mic. is the be thing. Mike, yeah, <laughs> gotta get on it like it's a. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, so that was earlier. All right. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, I was out of town during um, a game club day. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I've done is that I ran uh, a game at Free RPG Day at Game Depot in Tempe, Arizona. One of our sponsors and. Um, so what did I run? I ran uh, Trail of Cthulhu. I think Trail of Cthulhu is really fun to run for these like for like cons and stuff because it's like so easy to play. Like one of the big problems when you go to a con is you don't know what kind of, what kind of table you're gonna get. And um, Trail of Cthulhu, you can explain how to play it in like you know five minutes. You know, and people pick up on it pretty quick and they understand Cthulhu because they have, probably have some kind of exposure to that. And it's gumshoe, so it's they get the clues and they can right yeah it's just very it's very easy to pick up they're always going to be failing forward and always going to be moving the plot line forward and you can crush out a game really fast in like three four hours so um game depot had done like a pre-registration for free rpg day and my table filled up pretty quick and it filled up with people who 
play at the Friday Night Game Club. So I thought, oh, these guys have all seen my um, facts pertaining. So I need to do something different. And then it turns out none of them had played it. So, ha, 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 ha. extra work. So I did a bunch of extra work. And um, I ended up running this game uh, that is called The Coldest Walk. You can find it in a... Um, collection of adventures called out of the woods that has a number of different uh authors uh this one was written by lauren roy and uh it's kind of a cool little adventure about you know some creepy shit going on in a small town uh out in like the sticks and uh i won't spoil it for anybody because you know that's the fun thing about these cthulhu games is trying to figure them out but um uh, I will say that my experience running it was that, uh, okay, so when you get one of these gumshoe games, they have all these scenes, right? And then they give you this web of how the scenes interconnect, and then they, they, they label the scenes with types. And they're like, oh, well, this is a core scene, and this is like an adventure scene, blah, blah, blah. And you're supposed to like bounce around between them, the, the interconnection, right? And uh, usually on the prepackaged ones for cons, the web is very small. It's like you know, very digestible so you can run it quickly. And this one was like a lot bigger. And so I was kind of worried. I was like, fuck, I don't know if I'm going to get through it in three hours. And then I just killed it. Just boom. So it was, uh, despite the fact that the web was like twice as big, um, I felt like that by having read it and knowing, you know, almost kind of uh, choose your own adventure path style, kind of like knowing where things led, that it's kind of like, it was just very easy to direct the game in a certain direction and cut out the scenes that were just going to add a bunch of time. Uh, you could obviously run it longer if you wanted to run it as a, um, as a, uh, like a full session and really get into it, maybe stretch it out on, over like a couple weeks or something. You could do that. Um, and that would be fun, but uh, it was. I, I, so I, I end up thinking that Out of the Woods is actually really good for cons. So like, if you're if you run a lot of con games and you're kind of like, oh well, I just want something to keep keep my trail game fresh. Recommend Out of the Woods. Um, as always, recommend Trail Cthulhu. As always, recommend Gumshoe. Uh, and that's why that's why I got up to. I, th- I think they had a good time. This wasn't one of those voting situations. They didn't seem to hate it. So yeah, you know, what, what can <laughs> nobody one got say? To, nobody got to kick us out. Yeah, no <laughs> one like stood up and like threw their hat on the ground and just like like I I quit. <laughs> I like, have had that happen in a game. They threw their hat on the ground. They didn't throw their hat on the ground, but they stood up and they left. Oh well, that's disappointing. Oh, that was when I was running that uh, vampire the rec- or vampire fifth edition preview at Gen Con that one year. Oh yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. I got some. I got. I got a vampire fifth anecdote. But go ahead. So, who are you guys doing? Uh, well, for uh, free RPG day at uh, Game Dupu in Tempe, Arizona, <laughs> sponsored. Uh, <laughs> I ran Star Wars uh, West End Games Thirtieth Edition uh, for yeah, basically a, a full table of uh, of players and. D6 loving fools. Yeah, D6 loving fools, and uh, I I made up my own kind you of adventure. You didn't make them just watch you run the solo adventure. No, because that, that, that would have been all of five minutes. Because <laughs> I now that I've gone through it, I I know which parts to pick. Anyway, never mind. RBK King of the Five Minute Solo Adventure. Yeah, here you go. Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, so I I basically kind of came up with this idea for a. Uh, I always wanted something to happen in hyperspace and not just in regular space in Star Wars. So I came up with like this uh, colony ship that was stuck in hyperspace and the uh, um, 
the Empire was building this uh, new hyperdrive ship that was supposed to be super fast, but the scientist that was in charge actually was trying to rescue his people in hyperspace. Was it Mads Mikkelsen? Was he the scientist who was in charge? No, that was it. Was Doctor Zuna? Mm. Uh, he was a uh, he was a, a avian type uh, bird bird uh, being. So I uh, this all sounded very Star Trekky. Uh, I mean. Were there laser swords at least? Were there, there, were, there, there were definitely space wizards there were storm, with laser swords? There were stormtroopers. Okay. And there were blaster rifles and blaster, uh, you know, they had to go into hyperspace instead of warp. So, I, you know, I didn't, uh, I did not in- put the force anywhere in there because I intentionally edited the Jedi out of the character selection because I felt like I was not, uh, that when you add the, f- when you add the force into the 30th edition or any of the West End versions, you have to add a whole nother level of uh, complication to kind of, you have to kind of add that extra layer that the force would add. So that's kind of why I edited it out. And I was like, I, I for one kind of liked Rogue One. So I wanted kind of a rebel squadron who was, who was basically their whole, it was called the Fury Squadron, and they were there to be basically space pirates. They were space pirates for the Rebellion. So, like, they were... Privateers? Is that what those yeah, are called? Privateers, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Legal pirates. Right. Yeah, like, depending like, on which like side Sir Francis that, Drake, yeah. right? And all of that sure. weird stuff that was going on back in that time period. So, I, everybody had a good time, and it, it always reminds me, I guess I kind of get into it, I kind of get more into kind of a body movement... Uh, of ca- when I'm displaying different characters, the unique big characters, like I was doing like kind of a, a bird side eyes with kind of a, and then when I was the, the Imperial commander, a very st- upright position posture. You uh, gave up your chair and you were, you were standing like over the table animated. And that, yeah. I mean, that's a cool way to do it. That's, I, I like to do it that way. Uh, the, the, the game I was running was not, conducive to that yeah like at all it's so loud in there it's hard to it's very loud yeah, yeah no yeah no one could hear my like horror whisperings yeah that that's you that's could have turned good. it all event horizon since they got trapped in hyperspace it could have somebody could have gouged their you're doing eyes some, out uh, backseat like jamming there i'm you're just saying like, every game like, every, know, man. every game is like a Star horror Trek, game every game's should, a horror game you should you really have had them scoop their eyeballs out put some horror in there well i mean <laughs> if you think about it you could have mad mickelson in it you're like you're like it could have been more Star Wars. Like there could have been Pinhead in it. And I'm beginning to wonder about like what you think Star Wars is about. Well, that's, I mean, that's cool. The original series is I'm not st- sure I know anymore. Star Wars or Star Trek was a horror anthology. If you think about it, like it was. They were, um, oh boy! All right. Anyway, <laughs> no, we're not going down this All rabbit right, hole. Fine, we don't fine, want to do the Captain We're not going to no. talk about Captain Pike. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. All okay, right, so all right. in conclusion, I, f- I found this the system is still as good as it it was when I played second edition. Second edition added some stuff that I actually think now that I played the first edition, I'm like, no, they didn't really need to add that. Like the force die, they added the force die in the second edition, which is kind of the uh, they added a uh, a random like. A, a critical success or critical failure die, and I was like, "That was." Oh, un- don't that- they have that in other things too? Isn't wasn't that in like Saga Edition? I almost feel like there was that in Saga Edition, something like that. I don't remember. I'd have to go back. I remember Saga Edition was an edition I particularly liked. 
Um, Maybe there were force points in Saga Edition that let you roll kind of like action points for like an that's Eberron. sounding anyway, more familiar. But I'm well, just I, I digress. Well, I'm you, completely yeah, fucking this it, up. You get a force point in this, but it doubles your dice for the next round. So you basically can actually sink a torpedo into a Death Star because you used your used the force. You went with the flow of the force and. It has to be heroic, or if it's heroic, you can get it back. If it's dark dark side type uh, behavior, you will get a dark side point and maybe lose your character. Is blowing so, up a military installation heroic or not? Oh, all right, yeah, moving yeah. on. Yeah. Adam, what did you what did you run? What did you Adam's getting all political. Genocide. <laughs> Adam's going to get all political. Way to right go, now. way to go, Luke. It's as though a million voices cried out. And then it went silent. He got radicalized by an ancient religious order in the <laughs> desert. And then he went and he blew up an imperial military installation, <laughs> killing everyone inside. Enough of that. We all were at Phoenix Fan wait, Fusion. Wait, 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 what, wait. what did you what, run? For free RPG day. What did you run? run? Oh, well, I was going to talk about all the stuff I've run. I got a okay, whole list. Right, we're kind of on the so All right, we'll subject. do free RPG day. So, so just, for free yeah, RPG geez. day... At Game Depot Tempe, Arizona, who, if I don't know if you know this, they're a sponsor of the show. Do they sponsor the show, Adam? They sponsor the show. Oh, my God. That's fucking that's fucking. I rad. ran Mutant Crawl Classics, the level one adventure, a fallen star for all. Unlike the other gentlemen at the table, I had one person show up for my game. You. Me. Oh. Well, I guess two oh. people. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's so sad. It's only you. And then eventually some some more people showed up because Pat is like, oh, I forgot that they said they'd be late. So we kind of just hung out and shot the breeze for a while. And then um, uh, some more people showed up and we eventually had a full table. And we ran through a level one Mutant Crawl Classics adventure that was really not any less killy than a funnel. So I don't know if I was doing it wrong or what, but it was it was pretty brutal and unforgiving. And like everybody came away from the table, like laughing and chortling and literally buying MCC books, like right off the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody was like, wow, MCC. You guys think I'm being sarcastic because of the tone of voice I'm using, but I'm not. This really happened. Yeah. They're like, MCC is so fun. Yeah. MCC is so great. It's, it's so, great. Should it's we so buy light. DCC or it's, MCC? It's like so lighthearted and violent. And, right. and Adam, who has made a career of coming on this show and going, like, DCC is so fucking lame. <laughs> it kills, all, kills all your fucking characters. I don't know how you're supposed to approach this game i still don't know and yet it turns out that uh when he runs it at cons people love it yeah. and then that's turning into like his signature move because you ran it on that friday right i ran it the friday before at game club which i ran a funnel level zero museum at the end of time and i think we had eight players at that table and we went through that and it was great because they all got these weapons with extra damage and then never had cause to use those weapons ever again <laughs> in the entire adventure. There was just no more combat. And yeah, everybody was just kind of getting killed off by the environment and this weird thing. One of them got turned into a star child and took off into the wilds of space to was go star Bowie is what I heard. Yeah, it was a star Bowie. Well, I mean, child, hang on. I know that everybody keeps making these star child Bowie jokes, but is it literally called a star child? It's called a star yes, child. Yes. You turn into a star child. Yes. You turn oh, into okay. a star child. You like enter God. this little sack and then you become this little, like the little fetus and then you, ah, and then you come out of it and then you fly off into the, how the long void are you of space. fetus? Not very long. It's only like a few rounds. So you just very quickly like, I evolve, I become the star child, and then I fly off into space and I have infinite knowledge. 
<laughs> All right, cool. Wow. And then in session two, what do you do? Like, blow. Oh, you lose your character as oh. soon as you become a star child. It's then the GM takes over and does like a bad Bowie impersonation well, as he like talks to everybody else and then flies I, I, that off. That wasn't in the module. <laughs> no, yeah. That was not in the module. I don't know. I mean, well, the star child might, was. It might have been. The star I, child part was. The Bowie oh, part was. Oh, you've read it. I've run it, actually. Oh, you've so. run it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. The star child so. bit's in there. If you touch that Well, thing, yeah, but he means the Bowie impersonation. Oh, yeah, the Bowie bit's not, not in there. It's not called for in the modules. Oh, no, but right. how are you going to have a star child and not do a Bowie impersonation? They never got there, so I won't know. Wow, wow. So how did you find MCC? Since you ran the same thing, what was your feeling on it? Um, I really enjoyed it. I, I like kind of this, the weirdness that is kind of the DCC MCC stuff. Like they, they, they know how to be kind of that painted on the side of the van weird. Right. You know, like that, that, the, the wizard on the side of the van riding the dog. Once you, you know. buy into the aesthetic and you buy into the idea of what the game is, it's fine. If you come at it from a more traditional type of, like what I do where I'm like, oh, I have to have a detailed character background and I have to know my motivations and I need to get attached and this needs to be a real living, breathing person. That's not what it is. So that having been said, are you becoming a DCC guy now? Are you, be- are you I becoming- enjoy aspects of it. Like, I think it's a lot of fun as it's a good con game. You know, I feel the way about DCC that I feel about um, like, let's say, Age of Sigmar or something. You know, it's a beer oh, and pretzels type sure. of game. You okay. know what I mean? It's like you're not meant to go in there and and take it seriously. You know, you're supposed to go in and kind of go, okay, we're gonna do this and we're gonna have fun with it. Right, and 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 that's kind of my if if I ever get around to it, what my idea was is to run a module and then basically have the village as home base, kind of like Mutineers, uh, mm-hmm. Mutineer Zero. And, and that be the source of any new characters needed <laughs> once you whittle down the initial uh, uh, gang. Oh, and you will. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's, it's super, it's hyper deadly. It's like, oh, shit, the character I've been playing for the last four hours, dead. <laughs> <laughs> right. And Well, so we have some other stuff, right? Because we, uh, we have a lot going on and we have to... We do. So what was your, your other game? We had man? Phoenix Fan Fusion's Happy Time Dungeon Hour. So we did do ah, another yes. Happy Time Dungeon Hour. And surprisingly, we had people come back from the previous year who apparently had enjoyed it. Yeah, that was yeah. super weird. And wanted more. And we had a much fuller room this year than yeah. we have had in prior years. It was actually very surprising. And we got some laughs and people seemed to... Have a good time. There were some chortles. Nobody really walked out, which has happened Man, in the past. Andrew Long did, apparently. Oh, there you go. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He, he, he wasn't really there. He wasn't there. <laughs> so, he that guy's so weird. <laughs> nobody nobody really walked <laughs> out. So no, it was, no, Mel- Melissa had to go deal. Uh, a friend of mine who deals with the volunteers for Arizona Game Fair, mm. she had to go help with a allergy thing that someone right. was having food allergy oh. so. but yeah that was really fun so that went really well people seemed to enjoy it we had a good time we finished up the the horns of doom uh, chronicle we were we were playing through and the party saved the day and everybody was happy and then i played in bluebeard's brides and that's that's an interesting little game uh that was at game club and i had a lot of fun doing that um i no i have some some thoughts on that uh I'd like to kind of play it with a, a female GM at some point just to get that oh, viewpoint yeah. injected into the game. I think it would be very helpful. 
Uh, but you know, it went really well for, for, you know, one of our more nervous kind of GMs, he did a really great job and I had a lot of fun playing in it and everybody at the table seemed to enjoy themselves. Very dark kind of violent game, uh, violent, sexually violent kind of game and disturbing. And there's a lot of really, so what, what aspect were you playing? I was playing the witch. So yeah, uh, there was, I had this ability that I never really used. It went really fast because you can get through that game pretty quick. So it seemed like it went really swiftly once we got playing. But it was fun. I had a good time. I'd certainly play it again, and I'd be interested in playing it again. Yeah, aren't they like playing it again tonight? Or yes. did, they, did they decide to scrap that? I think they're playing. They said they were going to play it again tonight. They were going to play it again play tonight. something mm-hmm. tonight. Maybe Blood Wraith. I don't know. It was, one, uh, of William, the, it was one of the listed games for tonight. William was running Blood, Blood Wraith down there, so I'm told. I was in San Diego doing something else. So He was running Blood Wraith. Last yeah, last week. Well, I was playing in Bluebeard's Brides. He was running Bloodbath. Cool. So that's what I've been up to. All right, solid. Did anybody buy anything? I bought the Camarilla book. I bought the Camarilla book for Vampire and started a jihad. Yeah, yeah. And so I posted a picture of it on Instagram. He didn't start it. He was just swept up in it. There was, and then, and then, because I thought like, well, it's all over. No one cares about Vampire Five anymore. It's just kind of like, yeah, Yeah. so much so wrong. I sure there's still so much salt over D and D fourth, and you thought that you could just walk in there with V five and be like, I'm immune to the salt. Oh man, yeah. No salt shall be dumped upon me. The thing is, is it's like. The Camarilla and the Anarch source books for the for for V five are kind of like I don't know I don't think that they made the impact that the the White Wolf wanted them to I mean I think that they're kind of like people f- received them very kind of lukewarmly um, they certainly haven't been like flying off the shelves I've never ha- I've never heard of anybody having a problem getting one if they wanted one kind you know of in the saying? story about V five in general though. Yeah, yeah, that has sort of been the story of V5 in general. Anyway, so I, ha- having kind of thought that, like, the tide had, like, gone out on that, I uh, posted a picture of it on my Instagram, um, at FullMillerRPG, and, uh, whoa, <laughs> people still have strong feelings about V5, <laughs> like, really strong, and there are those who are its champions, and they're like... Um, and they really feel like people should uh, give it a break and give it a shot. And then there's people who who just feel like it's you know like a televised abortion or something, and uh, and that it needs to be fucking stricken from the the record and and expunged. Um, I feel like my uh, perception of the game has kind of moved to somewhere like right in the middle, which I know is kind of like wishy washy and bullshit. But like I haven't really like fully read the core book. I haven't f- certainly haven't fully read the Camarilla book, and uh, I- I'm kind of starting. I- I- what I think that the Camarilla book really does well is it s- is it s- continues this line of visual storytelling that you get kind of initiated to in the um, core book, and then you. Uh, see more of it in the Camarilla book, it fleshes it out and you're kind of, and I'm starting to kind of get that feeling of what it is that they want. That tone is starting to become consistent. Um, Weren't those books just primarily intended to move the meta forward, right? They're not necessarily game books in terms of rules and everything else there. That's one of the things that's very fascinating about them is they are a significant departure from previous releases in that they are not full of rules. They have stuff in them but it's not you will get almost no rules in those books uh if you if it can be said that you get any uh it's mostly a like um lore 
depthening, <laughs> deepening <laughs> experience. It's just, it's it, a lot of it is game fodder. And I was talking to a friend of the show online about it, and he was like, um, oh, I don't really feel like I got anything. And it's kind of like, well, I really just feel like you should probably, it, it, it seems to me like it's the kind of book that's going to, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you want to get into a lot of details and, hooks and stuff like that then those are in there but it's not like uh it, you're, you're certainly not going to get like a 50 50 page count between like oh well here's some adventure background and then here's like celerity six and shit like right. that i mean it sounds very similar to the onyx path requiem books that were coming out towards the end of the first line like the clan books and the covenant books where dude here's a bunch of lore deepening stuff and then here's rules that will tuck away at the end but they're not necessarily even that important it's way less rules like way less rules than in the requiem you can flip through that book and you could be you could be uh forgiven for thinking that there was no rules in it because the way that the graphic design and everything looks Mm -hmm. it's really hard to kind of pick out that stuff um but like the Requiem stuff was kind of like almost like sixty six thirty three, you know, and they've just got it down to where it's like rules are kind of like this little afterthought that are kind of maybe maybe tucked away in there. Even then, it's kind of vague. Mm. But like, um, and, and to me, I think that's cool. I like that. Fuck, man, I hate having to keep up with all, oh, some so and so went out and bought the new book. Oh, what book are you using? Oh, what what's the wording on your fucking iteration of Celerity Five versus the one that's in this other fucking book? That Fuck was all always that shit. an issue running that long term Transylvania Chronicles was people mm-hmm. coming up and going, I want this version of Vicissitude Seven. So I can yeah. do this. You know, so I can do going, this thing. What is this? This yeah. isn't. <laughs> where is this all coming from? So yeah, you always had to stay on top of it. You had to yeah. be a completionist to really yeah. run that game. I don't think you do now. I think it's like it's because you know I was approaching it from that point of view, and I was like, but I just really wanted to buy a book. And I, and to be totally honest, the cover of Camarilla has always looked really compelling to me. Mm-hmm. And it's I, a great cover. I thought I had seen some stuff that was inside of it at a store. Somebody had showed me their copy, and I thought I was looking at Camarilla, but I guess I was looking at Anarchs because it's like the stuff that I was looking for wasn't in there. So I, I'm going to go to Anarchs now. But like whatever, whatever. I like anyway. the Camarilla book cover. I, I mean, oh, I like great. it better than the. V5 book cover. I, I oh, yeah, I know. It's very Laurel K. Hamilton to me. Yeah, I do not like the, the Camarillo one is a lot better. I wish that they would put it on a t-shirt. I might yeah. buy that if anybody's listening. Anyway, uh, anybody else buy anything? Uh, I bought a 3D printer so I can make miniatures. <laughs> so uh, inst- I uh, Indiegogo'd a uh, very cheap Chinese uh, model. So we're going to see. Uh, it's, a, it's a resin printer, so it should be much more high detailed. But... Uh, Stay tuned to Patreon for maybe something interesting. Nice. Cool. I bought nothing. I'm not allowed to talk about why, but I did get a copy of <laughs> Disciples of Bone and Shadow from our good friends at Exalted Funeral, Exalted which is Funeral. a sponsor of the show. I'm, ex- um, I'm excited to get to play that. <laughs> yeah, me too. I uh, have been really busy, and I haven't had a chance to just sit down and get cracking on it, but uh, it's on my desk, and I'm like really stoked because... You know, I, I would like to do some fantasy gaming, but right now my I, I want I'm getting ready to do a home game, and uh, uh, I'm not gonna get any do any fantasy for a while, so because it's gonna be home game central and home game is gonna be horror, so uh, you know I'm looking forward to giving it a shot. Um, do we want to do kind of like the announcements really quick, and then we can take a break? Let's do the announcements. Okay. 
Uh, I just want to just really quick do some shout outs to some of the, the um, members of the cult who have been writing in and communicating with uh, especially the Instagram a lot. So this is like the, I'm on the Instagram all the time. If you want to interact with me, or if you want to interact with the show, it's very easy to get at me there. Uh, there's also my personal account at Carrie and Colin card. There's Adams at, at Adam dot sync. And then uh, you can reach out to Richard at, at Richie Buzzkill, and then those are all linked on the at Fullmetal RPG page. Uh, come find us there. But shout outs real quick to the to the following cultist homies: uh, a postmodern condition, uh, Gustavo Sorg, DM Zemo, HRH Moi, uh, Wolf Mungus, of course, uh, Mark Boardman of Dungeon Punks. What up, uh, Alberto? God DM, Epic RPG Blog, Just Wall, Skulls Dungeon. T.S. Inquisition, Brendan Williams of Ruin and Conquest, William Cuthbertson, what up, playa, uh, Grey Wolf the Sage, Steven Tyler, my man, Technical the Jackalope, Dr. Stanito, and Mr. JFlow, what up? Thank you guys all for reaching out over the uh, Instagram. I'm certain that I have overlooked someone, and uh, I'll try and get at you next time. All right, thank you so much. Thank you for always interacting with us. And then I have an announcement from... Well, Adam, why don't you tell us who our sponsors are? Why don't you just really quick tell us who our sponsors are? Our sponsors and then I, and then are... I have an announcement. The Game Depot in Tempe, Arizona, where we were all running games on Free RPG Day. Go in there for all of your Warhammer role-playing board gaming needs. The Game Depot's got you covered. Let me know that we sent you. And Exalted Funeral, your online one-stop shop for... Weird and OSR role-playing materials. Hit them up. They've got all kinds of cool stuff. The stock is always in rotation and constantly changing. Go check them out. Buy some stuff. They're a great store. We love them. And they're big supporters of ours. And we're big supporters of theirs. Send us some cool swag. We got a nice little pin. We got Disciples of Bone and Shadow. So, uh, yeah. Thanks to them, as always, for supporting us and everything that we do. Yeah, and so on that note, um, I got a message from uh, the homie Matt Kelly at Exalted Funeral, and he wants me to kind of clue you guys in on this uh, uh, free RPG 2, no money, no problem promotion that Exalted Funeral is doing, and he sent this to me, and he's like, and it's this whole list of the promotion stuff that he's doing, but then he doesn't put a date on it, and I'm like, shit, man, I... I don't know what the date is, but so what What I really need you to do is you need to go to Exalted Funeral and then see if it's going on because I have this suspicion that it's like going on or that the date will be posted and, um, and this, he, I, what's up? So the, uh, the submissions end at the end of June and then he's going to sell them during the July. Yeah, but then he has like a whole bunch of other um, like promotions that are going on for mm. it like a lot of diff there's gonna be a lot of different stuff there's gonna be a lot of different stuff that you can do okay and um one of the things that he wants us to uh i'm not gonna mention anything this is i because th- he's like he's like these th- he, he he literally puts on here these things are secret and there's like and this, all i have to say is there's a bunch of cool shit it's a bunch of cool shit that you're gonna want to participate in so get your ass over to exalted funeral Check out what's going on. Be involved in uh, Free RPG Two. Uh, no money, no problem. Fucking get on that. Uh, ExaltedFuneral.com. And if you want us to, you know, do any of these announcements, make sure to list dates and clearly label the secret stuff. <laughs> Adam's like, we <laughs> almost read off the secret stuff. 
Well, he, he he writes, it says right here, it says, if you want to reveal it, it would be cool. And I'm like, cool, man. Do you want me to say that on the show or do you want me to put it on the Instagram? I can't tell. All right. So, uh, hey, hey, uh, there's something that's going to be There's going to be cool stuff coming. There's cool shit coming, dudes. Dudes, get out this cool shit. All right. Exalt the funeral. So, now now we'll do a little break. Burp, 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 burp. And then um, when you come back, we have not one, but two reviews of D&D books weirdly all right so <laughs> if you send us free books we'll review them <laughs> <laughs> wow okay maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe yeah yeah maybe yeah uh, depends don't send yeah. us demon city yeah okay <laughs> okay the uh, uh so we'll see you in a minute bye Okay, cultists. So bad news. Um, something happened here that I, I I have to say like doesn't happen very often on Full Metal RPG, which is that we lost the files. I mean, I guess I said that, and then we you know lost those cold files anyway. Um, like we lost them in the midst of editing. They uh you know they were there and then they were gone, and they're not recoverable. So um. We lost Adam's review of uh, Ghosts of Saltmarsh, and we lost Richard's review of uh, Acquisitions Incorporated. As of right now, you can go on FullMetalRPG.com. You can check out the written reviews and see how you feel about that. Um, and then we're going to endeavor to get those re-recorded, and then we'll just post them up on the RSS feed, so they'll just show up in your uh, subscription box. I hope that you are subscribed. Um, sorry about this, because this is definitely like super embarrassing. Take a second and look at the Instagram at FullMetalRPG, and uh, you'll see our Ghost of Saltmarsh giveaway, and you'll learn how to enter that. So that's like really the last thing I kind of want to leave you on until we get those reviews back up. But if you want to win a limited edition cover of Ghosts of Saltmarsh, which you have no review to accompany with, sorry, um, go on at FullMetalRPG or find us on Facebook, FullMetalRPG, or check out our Patreon and, you know, subscribe to one of those prize-winning levels and get entered to win that book. Well, I'm sorry, cultists. Uh, I guess this is where we're going to have to leave you tonight. It's sort of a short episode. Uh, again, my apologies. Uh, have a good night. <laughs>